You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Pooba. We're going to talk about some uh, Westworld, right? <laughs> no. Sure, why not? Every other podcast we do is Westworld. Let's talk about other stuff tonight. Hey, I got dates for you. I made notes. Okay. Go for it. Yesterday was the 40th anniversary of the once and only airing of the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Okay. Blast off to a galaxy far, far away. It's the Star Wars Holiday Special, starring all your Star Wars favorites. Will Chewbacca get home to his planet in time for the big Wookiee holiday celebration? Watch and find out. So, so all you Kashikis, yeah. <laughs> happy life day. That's why I don't remember that. <laughs> Such a deep cut. <laughs> and um, I'm sick of people at the store not... Wishing me happy life day. And saying happy holidays. Yeah. It's offensive. I, uh, I've had my life day tree up for a while now. Do you, do you feel like Chewbacca, like when he got snubbed, snubbed by uh, Princess yeah, Leia? I want my medal. I've been wearing my life day robe all week in honor of Chewbacca. Uh, 15th anniversary of Justice League, the animated series, 15 years ago premiered. Okay, now that one makes me feel old. (laughs) Fifteen. My son was one year old because he's getting ready to turn 16 on Tuesday, so happy birthday. What do you do to get ready to turn 16? I think it's just a mental preparedness. (laughs) Okay. I just hear people say that. Getting ready to do this. It's like, I don't think I could sleep through that and pull it off. And also, 24 years ago yesterday, Superman died. I did see that. Mm-hmm. 24 years ago. 24 years ago. Oh Died officially for the first time. That's right. Because before that, it was always imaginary stories. <laughs> and this one, this time it was real. <laughs> right. It was on CNN, dang it. It was real. And last but not least, today is Mickey Mouse's birthday. He's 88 years old. Looking pretty good for 88. Not bad. I hear your ears keep growing the older you get. Your ears and your nose, so he should look like a freak by now. <laughs> He's got a new outfit. He's on a world tour to celebrate his birthday. Cool. That's it. What is – got to ask this. Or I don't – I'm not like a vigilant, uh, bleeding cool reader, but have they always been so snarky and – Yes. Okay. I've yeah. never noticed it till like the last month. They hired a new writer from somewhere, and you can kind of t- he writes a little differently. He is <laughs> a little more snarky. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! All day today was the post. Every every article was about James Gunn, and it always had a picture of somebody else. <laughs> and like James Gunn commented about it was like they're not putting my picture right. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that they were making fun of him. Just, just like I don't know what's going on. I'm, and they just they talk about the dastardly Kevin Feige and being involved 
waging war on Perlmutter and all that. They try to make they're they're ripping us off. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, they've been pretty heavy on the Perlmutter content. I don't know who was first on that, but yeah, they need to back off a little bit. And, <laughs> yeah, this is our stick. Perlmutter. Perlmutter. Hard <laughs> domain. I saw they were saying that, that Disney is probably going to buy Netflix. Big rumor going around. Wow. What's one more thing for Disney? World like, domination. I was going to say, what's left after that? Well, there, there were uh, rumors they were looking at Twitter there for a while. But those kind of died down, and now I'm hearing Netflix. Now, uh, with those Perlmutter and Trump connections, are we going to be allowed to talk crap about Trump on Twitter if we're if it's owned by Disney? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to get a little scary. How much money is there? <laughs> <laughs> like there has to be a point where like there's just no more money. Well, when you own just they have all of it. Have, yeah. yeah, you know all the Disney characters, Marvel, Star Wars, money just keeps rolling in. United States of Disney. But the weird thing about that, I read, was like the guy, the, the CEO of Netflix, they're actually so desperate at this point, what they're going to do when they get rid of Bob Iger. They're like looking at the guy that runs Netflix yeah, to take that over actually, Disney. That does not surprise me at all because from what I hear, Disney You have to be ranked higher than him. <laughs> Disney, like... That, that's not an easy job. The, Dis, uh, the Disney company is a huge entity that has many, many arms, and each arm is treated separately than, than the one next to it. So they all kind of run as separate companies, but they're not. So the theme parks are all lumped in as one, and then the studios is another, and Lucasfilm is over here, and Pixar is over here. They're all different. So, so let's get Netflix to run it for us. Yeah. Because yeah. they have all those different kinds of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so what do you guys want to talk about? I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm tired this evening, so whatever you guys want to roll with. You're tired? Yeah. Well, your shirt's on correctly. So. <laughs> we got that pocket up. I've been physically working today. <laughs> Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. Are you doing? My turn. Shall we play a game? Because I've been talking about that Telltale Batman game and the mm-hmm. played three episodes. The next episode comes out this week. It's going to have the Joker joining the story. It's a great game. I've said that before. But I heard a rumor they were making a... There's going to be a Marvel one. They've had, of course, Walking Dead of these games. And now they've had their DC. And then the Marvel one looks like it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. To play of course, it was the number one movie in our uh, ranking a couple weeks ago. Guardians it was. I, I, I still was like, we're pretty bright guys. How did we not set this up 
You know, we could, somebody could have like set it up for their movie to win. Just vote for Guardians at like you know, all they're the twentieth movie. Just because I want mine to win. We have too much integrity. Yeah, that's true. And that's what it was. And I was tired. <laughs> Let's talk about TV. No, uh, oh, no games. There's like games. games. Uh, they're coming out with a. A mobile Mario. Did you hear oh, that? Oh, Mario Run, I think yeah. it was. A mobile Mario. Like, like finally for, <laughs> like iPhone type thing. But finally for your phone for mobile uh, gaming, uh, not on a console. Huh. Yeah. And they're saying this could be the biggest, you know, the original Mario game is the best selling video game, I think. Like, like there could be a little nostalgia there going back to a tiny yeah, little screen. It's going to be just a side scroller, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the billion smartphones in the world. Well, that's, Thinking Nintendo Classic NES, the little bits and bits of your palm that nobody can buy. I mean, if you really want to... I know somebody who... You talked to Logan, didn't you? I did, too. I I know a couple people, too. If you wanted to put a little effort forth, you you could have got one. But it's ridiculous how bad Nintendo screws everything up. It's like, why would you have such short supplies of this? Because in two months, nobody's going to care. They're, they'll still want it, but you could sell so many right now for Christmas. That's true. Perhaps they chose the everybody being ticked off that they couldn't get it, opposed to the everybody tick, being ticked off after they got it. I don't know why anybody wouldn't be happy. It's got all those games on it. I know they've heard some short, short, but you can yeah, get different yeah. controllers for it. And so it just seems like everybody wants it. It's in high demand. But wasn't the controller like smaller also? Like it wasn't the full size controller. I think a lot of people don't remember how small those controllers are because our, our hands all got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so we have original NES at my house, and they're pretty small controllers. But uh, yeah, a friend of the podcast, Logan, he went out to a GameStop at like seven thirty in the morning, and he was the fifth person in line. And he said the people ahead of him were talking real deep. Like, he's a gamer, but these guys were like, oh, man, I got this UK import without the without the code. And he was just like, yeah, man, Double Dragon's pretty cool. Like, he said he was totally out of his element for three hours sitting in line waiting. But people lined up behind him, and the manager came in at, like, nine and uh, said, uh, folks, we only got five of these. So the first person, five, or the first five people in line, the only ones are going to get them. Like, oh, and they grumbled, Christmas is ruined, everybody left. <laughs> so the five of them just sat there, and he said, I've got to run to the bank, make a deposit. Anyone else who comes, you can tell them they don't have to wait. Yeah. So people started coming, getting in line, like, uh, guys, you don't have to wait. They're just, yeah, right. Like, nobody believed him. Because if you're, the, you're standing in line, why would you tell me to leave? Like, I wouldn't believe him either. But by the time the manager got back, there was another line of 10, 12 people. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, there's only five, and nobody left. Ten minutes later, he, he it was stories about to open. He he's like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we only have five. If you're in line for anything other than Nintendo, you know, give us a second. But if you're here for Nintendo, only five people are going to get them, and it's these five people. Nobody left. He said, I'm going to open the doors. Please walk down the main aisle. Light your torches. Yeah, and he said he opened the door, and people. Juke and die and like try to get between and some guy cut in front of them all and like ran to the register kind of like you did at the yeah. Gen Con and he's like you, sir you were not in line these five people still nobody everybody was still in line and he's like Logan was the fifth person they sold he's like ladies and gentlemen we're now sold out oh no and like they all got mad at him he's like I've been telling you for half an hour we have no more Nintendo like, we're not getting any more today 
I enjoy stories like that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then Logan texted me that night like, "What did I wait for? This thing sucks. It's so small." And I got excited and yanked it off the counter. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I talked to him the next day and he wasn't very happy about it. So what? What? Because it's small. I don't he know said, he, "Well, I he said the cord- about it. He said the cords were yeah, really short, short, and he said the a lot of the games were." A lot more complicated than they should have been. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> meaning like, if if a if a younger child were to get it on Christmas, he could see where it, it would be very frustrating. Games are there's a there's at least thirty games on there, and they purposely was like some of them are hard to find games and game, you know, yeah, they were too hard for it. <laughs> well, we were having a conversation that like kids today we're a different breed than the kids today because. We would play over and over and over and get killed, get killed, get killed. Like I don't think kids have the patience to do that oh, nowadays. There was, and there's not a save. Yeah, there's not a save point every day. Oh, they they definitely won't have the tolerance for it, but that's their problem. <laughs> I don't have any sympathy for these kids that can't sit there and play something. What do you mean, game's over? Yeah, I said this was not marketed to kids anyway. This was, right. was marketed to thirty year olds. Yeah, but yeah the re- the why there aren't stacks of these at every Walmart and every drugstore like this is like a stocking stuffer. This should just be an impulse purchase. This is not some high tech new technology that they're shorted on. Like right. Nintendo not having enough makes no sense whatsoever. That's classic Nintendo. Switch. Yeah, you gotta put your heart into it. Switch. Echo, 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 echo. Hey, Pokemon's coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. They're going to oh, have a Pokemon. Another reason not to get that. Anybody catch any Pokemon lately? Well, I actually have Pokemon news. Is that weird? We were just Pokemon? in games. We switched. <laughs> this, is, well, this is Disney XD. Disney XD has picked up Pokemon for the 20th season of the Pokemon series. Sun and Moon, whatever that means. They're still making new ones? Uh, yeah. And apparently they're going to rerun the previous 19 seasons of Pokemon whatever on Disney XD. Before long, we're going to just have channels that are 24-7, like one show. Like The Simpsons and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We're getting there. I think the Big Bang Theory is on TBS about maybe 22 hours a day. You have failed this city run very run marvel and dc on tv i am supergirl what's your name darling agent Jobless. okay tv <laughs> um i was i saw i noticed another tidbit about why the last man still trucking along uh-huh got the showrunner that's one of the guys that has to do with american gods is going to be helping write with Brian K. Vaughn. So, it's still coming along on FX. The Inhumans. Dun, see that dun, dun. Not, Do we know, consider that a downgrade or an upgrade? Yeah, it looks like no more Ben Diesel as uh, Black Bolt. They, but Marvel TV announced The Inhumans is now a television series that will air next year. Which, Sounds like they're putting a lot of money behind it. The exciting, you know, the exciting part is the the first two episodes are set to premiere in IMAX, filmed in IMAX in theaters. That's pretty neat. Next September. This is ABC. Yes. Okay. So, so Game of Thrones did that at the end of season four. They did mm-hmm. some 
in theater stuff. But that sounds like a good idea to like kick it off. A nice yeah. ploy. Like, I mean, I don't know that I care about Inhumans, but maybe I will after I go see that. Not that. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I rarely go out of my way to go see an IMAX movie, and I doubt it's going to be Inhumans. We don't live in a big city. No, unfortunately, we don't have a uh, IMAX theater anywhere close to us. But I actually did. Uh, speaking of Marvel, I, w- I was actually watching TV for a change, and I ran across I was Agents like, of Shield. Agents of Shield, and, and I was like, "Oh, Agents!" Watched it. I was like, uh, "I'll I'll sit down and watch it." And it had already started, and I'm kind of watching. And I'm watching. And I'm like, "Hmm, this looks familiar." Oh, that looks familiar. Oh, I didn't know that Ward guy was still on there. Before I realized it was a rerun of episode, like season one, episode whatever. Yeah, they're playing them on MeTV. Yes. Yeah, they're playing. It's like, I totally got duped. It's not, it does not have enough episodes to be in syndication, so I don't know how that channel works. Not at they, all. Because they played Walking Dead before, mm-hmm. and like, they play some odd current shows along with Andy Griffith and, you know, old, yeah. old school stuff. That's, That's what we haven't been covered enough of. Andy Griffith. <laughs> He's on, the whole series is on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So, so talk about your shows. Oh, get ahead, your Michael. soaps out of the way. Uh, how condescending! <laughs> for, someone, for someone who talks talk, about shows, I talk about the Inhumans. I talk about one. He show. talks about the show. To end no, but I saw shows. some picture that had like everybody from all the from all the shows. Crossovers coming up of them fighting aliens, yeah, the Dominators. I saw which, the Flash that's in the good suit, not the dumb movie one I keep seeing with the big shoulder pads. <laughs> And Supergirl yep. and Arrow yep. and everybody else. They All had, the super friends. They had a publicity <laughs> a publicity still. Tread kindly this day in the evening. <laughs> Uh, publicity still of all of them together, and one of them were holding up a copy of Invasion, which is what the storyline's based off of. Which I did collect it. it what was, is it about? It was it was when the Dominators decided that all these superhuman beings were popping up on Earth, so they were going to go there and figure out what was causing them to be super. Were those the guys with the big foreheads, like the big yellow with, with the, the red? Teeth. Yep. Okay. And they have the big red dot on their forehead. Okay. But uh, they're trying to find the, the gene that made them super powerful and turn turn it off because they were afraid of the future of what Earth would bring. Um, and that's where uh, Snapper Carr actually came out of it with some powers. He could snap his fingers and teleport. <laughs> I doubt this Snapper Carr on Supergirl is going to be able to do that, though. <laughs> yeah, so they've got a, like a little preview out there now, yeah. if you haven't caught that. Um, you watch Supergirl? Yes. Um Monel, poor Monel. He just got snatched. He just can't get his crap together. <laughs> and we, and someone came out of the closet and then went back into the closet. Yeah. D-man. <laughs> I will say, like, that Supergirl's not my favorite show, but she nailed it. Like, mm-hmm. that was the most honest human emotion I've ever seen on the CW. Like, like I said, these are very soap opery. This is like this could win a Glad Award or so, you know it was powerful. It was, it was excellent. It wasn't like you said it wasn't. And even how like Maggie Maggie Sawyer, Sawyer handled it was like class A act mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it was. I mean, for all it wasn't back back to schoolish special. Um, it wasn't campy. It wasn't overplayed. It was just it, honest is a good word for it. And it pulled in that whole. 
you know, Supergirl, like, her whole life is built around helping Kara mm-hmm. and keeping her secret. And what are you dealing with? And, like, this is the older sister that her needs always came second. And that emotion just came pouring out. And Kara realizes, you know, what, you know, she hasn't been a great sister. Like, it was just yeah. very, yeah, yeah, it was a very good scene. One thing I will say is that um, the actress, it's Melissa, right, that plays Supergirl. Yeah. She does a great job of playing Kara and playing Supergirl. If you notice, like, her whole uh, demeanor changes from one to the other, and she does it very well. And almost even, like, like I mean, some of it transitions over, but for the most part, you get the timid girl in Kara and then the strong Supergirl in Supergirl. Um now, what I got to ask you guys is what did you think of The Guardian? That was dumb. <laughs> so, for as good as the other parts of the episode were, that was awful. There's one thing that I'm, I want to know is if this season, if the first two episodes were done by the old team, mm-hmm. and then we picked up with CW doing the rest, because I've noticed a change in the way things are being... There's a little... Oh, I notice a lot it's of changes. It's not as seamless as the, mm-hmm. the first two. Yeah. But just in the storylines alone, like this whole deal with the alien bar that we have to take a peek in every week now. And there's just random aliens walking around. I got such a strong Buffy vibe from this episode. Where like Monel's beating up the alien uh-huh. and she's like, Monel, he's like, hey, sorry, got like that was such a Buffy character, like the the, the alien who owed money or whatever. Like, yeah. That's the kind of yeah, that would have happened on in Sunnydale, not <laughs> Central City. So what did you think of uh old Parasite? Actually it was alright. Yeah. It was, it was good. I was a little disappointed and they disintegrated him. At the end, but eh, he'll be back. He could be a. I thought it was weird. It was like a cross between Parasite and, and uh, Mr. Mind. It made me think of the whole little worm coming out of his mouth and crawling. It made me ear. think of poor Will Byers hawking up that slug thing and then they're running back in his ear. I was like, no! And the, the John Carpenter movie. Thing. The thing. Yeah, it was obviously they were up in uh, Antarctica or whatever. That guy's that that guy's good. That William Mapother, Mapother, whatever his name is from Lost. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's cousin. That was one thing I was thinking about. Supergirl is because I was talking to um, Bucky about Supergirl the <laughs> of other course. day, and Supergirl reminds me of like a cross between Smallville and Dean and Kane, or <laughs> Dean and Kane. Yeah. Clark and Lois, the new adventures of Superman. Like those two show, like it's a, what? Lois and Clark. What'd I say? Clark, Clark and Lois. That's alright. Uh, Dean and Kane. Talk. Clark and Lois. That's, you know eventually there's gonna be a show. Clark and Lois, the new adventures of Dean Kane. I would watch that show. Lois. <laughs> now you have my attention. Carry on. He's lost the thought now. Anyway, I was talking to him about Supergirl is like a cross between Smallville and Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, because it has that mix of trying to be new, cutting edge, like getting in, and, and then you have the, you know, super heroic parts of it. But it's a blend of that show anyway, so. I think they do a fair balance. Yeah. Especially with the, I don't get bored when it, when we're off into regular person land. Because of John Jones and 
and uh, these other characters have something interesting about them that doesn't just immediately bore me. And except for Jimmy Olsen. Except for Jimmy. That's sexy James. And he pops up everywhere out of nowhere. It's just like he just runs right into the scene. It's like, where did you come from? Flash. What do you think of Savitar? Um, I was a little surprised. Yeah, I was too. I didn't really. I don't know. I haven't decided. I just watched it, so I haven't really wrapped my head all the way around it. I don't. I'm not familiar with Savitar. Are you? Well, yeah. It goes back to um, he's kind of this. He in the original comic book continuity, which is probably five continuities ago. It's a lot of continuity. Uh, he got his speed powers after Max Merc between Jay Garrick and Max Mercury, I think, or mm-hmm. the other way around, and then gets thrown into the future and becomes like this evil, obsessed god that's obsessed with the Speed Force, and he's he trying to like. Uh, the ultimate warrior, the wrestler, like he had stripes across his chest. <laughs> yeah, it had was, like neon bright stripes across his chest. Yeah, the costume, I hated them. Comes running in, shakes Yeah, the, the costume is awful. Yeah, it's, it's the so height bad. of 90s awfulness. But that's why Max Mercury like trains Impulse and all of them to battle when he ever comes back, blah, blah, blah. I thought alchemy was way more interesting than Savitar. It was, I mean, it definitely left it up in the air, like, what was going on? He was, you know, Kid kid Flash pulling a Jean Grey, morphing mm-hmm. in the cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> the British guy's got to be one of the villains. Right? Yeah. He's, he's either alchemy yeah. or working for alchemy. Or, he's got to be. He, you know, alchemy is like science and test tubes and stuff. It's like, he's got to be. <laughs> I would be shocked if he's not a bad guy. Either that or just inter- introduce a random British guy in the middle of the series. Well, That's not Harry Potter money's done run out. <laughs> He's got to go out and get a regular job. He's cobalt blue. Uh, Arrow, keep on keeping on. I watched like the last 20, 25 minutes yeah. of it. Well, got a little interesting. Artemis is working with Prometheus. Yeah. And then we have... Uh, Vigilante. Yeah, Vigilante, which is obvious. Which, it's obvious who he is. <laughs> he looked like he was wearing a really bad ski suit and mask from like that episode of Three's Company in the in the early eighties when they went on the ski trip. Well, the original costume is kind of like that. <laughs> I like the. 1950s cowboy vigilante. I'm really waiting for Mr. Terrific to have an episode where he doesn't get his ass kicked. I know. It's, it's like he gets his ass kicked every single episode. I'm like, break out the T-spheres, baby. Mm. Come on, man. Use some of that technology. Well, quit braiding your hair. <laughs> well, that's another thing. Is Artemis' mask is painted on. So yeah. if it's painted on... Why does she have to paint it back where it's like she acts like it's tied or fastened in the back? Why not just paint it around your eyes? I'm just just speaking yeah. out here. I don't know. Yeah, Ollie at the beginning, he just smeared some yeah. green paint over his eyes and called it good. Uh, when he was, which I love. I don't know if it was this episode. I think it was last episode. But I love when like they had to go down the line and said, "Yes, Oliver was the hood, and he was also the arrow." 
before he became the Green Arrow. And they're all like, those weren't different people? <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the real winner of the of the week, of course, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I haven't seen that episode. Oh, big news coming out. Um, apparently the ratings are way down. Aw. Really? And they are going to move. I heard one out of four people didn't even watch it. <laughs> this this room doesn't count. <laughs> you, you just sit there and go over your nose. <laughs> this is the part where you turn, tune out. I did get to see Still's costume. I like it. Yeah. Um, but the ratings are way down, and they're they're going to move DC Legends of Tomorrow to Tuesday after Flash in January. For Riverdale, I believe. Is that what? Yeah, the Archie. Uh huh. The yeah. nine zero two one zero River Riverdale. So. But you missed it. Did you watch it? I watched it. It was kind of like Westworld. It was a lot like Westworld. Let's take an hour and discuss it. <laughs> I'm listening. Well, Jonah Hex, the man in gray, was back. Right? Who is he really? Jonah Arnold? Well, I can tell you he's not. <laughs> he's not Quentin Turnbull. Because he showed up too. Which another awesome lost... A veteran, mm-hmm. Jeff Fahey, showed up doing excellent work as Turnbull, the villain. Yeah, he, he did make a good villain for this episode. I love the Old West episodes with Jonah Hex. I don't know. Uh, a couple things. There were a couple Super Friends, refer- Super Friends references. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. The Trouble Alert was trouble awesome. Alert. Don't call it the Trouble Alert. <laughs> well, I guess what I like about the show right now is just the balance in the characters. It's not all about single character and they have the main storyline, and everybody else kind of takes orders or a backseat to yeah, I don't think I'd watch a show about any of these characters individually. Yeah. Like, if you spun them off, I don't know that it would even be that interesting. But as a, something about them works yeah. together. Yeah, you get just enough of each individual, um, whatever they bring to the table. Definitely go watch it. Uh, Captain, or Captain Citizen Steel's costume. He got the fin. Nice. I haven't, I just saw, I just saw the previews where it popped up. I haven't watched the episode yet. Well, in the episode, uh, Ray finds the, a little drawing Haywood's done of of a superhero suit, and I was pretty sure Michael K. Easton had designed it himself. <laughs> it looked like some of his uh, Impossible Family. Designed. I'll have to go back and look at that. Ripped off again. Mm-hmm. A million dollar idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of fun, uh, more villains, Turnbull, we've had Dark, we've had, who's the other one? Uh, the speedster, Thawne. Uh, They're all working, well, not Turnbull, but the other two are coming together now. Did you watch the 80s episode? Yes. Last week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh crap, I got two episodes to You're watch. two behind. Yeah. Miami Vice. Miami Vice. <laughs> it was awesome. Ray and, uh, and Heat Wave going through the, White House eating Reagan's jelly beans. <laughs> so jelly beans. I thought that was Carter. No, apparently Reagan had uh, Carter was peanuts. Yeah, Reagan was jelly beans. So that was a lot of fun. George Bush was pretzels. <laughs> oh, okay. He, what I'm so censoring myself about the new president. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like a reach in, grab a big handful. Of, okay. Oh, did anybody else notice Starman's gravity rod in the background of the ship? No. Yeah. You mean me? 
Yeah. Anybody I'm looking at you. <laughs> I would have caught it. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's back there. That's all I've got. Go watch it. We're telling – I implore you to go out and watch, start watching Legends so we get a season three. Don't ruin my fun. If we, if we can sit through three or four or five or however many seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we can we can do Legends. Speaking of uh, seasons, uh, Stephen Amell did say about Arrow that if something didn't change this season, this might be his last season. Mm. He said there was a, a spark that was missing towards part of last season that they were hoping to recapture this season. And if that didn't happen, he may uh, end at least. It's pretty bad when the star doesn't even want yeah. to do it anymore. And his run as the Arrow, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Other than, oh, Vibe versus uh, Killer, Killer Frost. Frost. That was cool. I like that. that was a neat little thing. Yeah. We need, to, we need to kill off HR, though. He's really in the way. Oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> okay. Sure. Walking Dead. Oh. Oh. I watched the last episode, but. The most boring yeah, episode I've ever seen. They stretched it out to an hour and a half, and nothing happened. It's like, yeah, when it. Negan came and got some food and then decided not to. He got the guns. <laughs> yeah, got got some guns. And some mattresses. But Carl didn't hide in any of them, so. Yeah, that's right. In the, in the comics, then he jumped in the truck. Yeah. He's a stowaway in the mattresses. That would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff decided, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not do anything interesting real fast. Just a uh, episode to get you to hate Negan more. Yeah, yeah. He had there was a lot of quotes right out of the comics. Yeah, yeah one in particular that I really didn't think they would get away with on TV. Yeah. I was like, whoa, slipping, I am slipping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was. I was like, hey, that's from the comics. <laughs> that's you know, that's enough to keep me watching. I guess you and a billion other people. Yeah, streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Michael, I can't wait. What have you been watching? I can't wait to hear. You've always got some outrageous... Well, you think about that. I watched, uh, um, Amazon Prime. If you got, they had a big deal this past week. Uh, you could get it cheaper. So if you got any of those people out there that just signed up for Amazon Prime because they're a deal, you know, you need to watch some stuff. Now you have some free shows. It's just like Netflix. They just have different stuff. But there's a show exclusive to that called Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. And it's just him and his element going full Billy Bob. And he plays a lawyer. Um, you know, he's an alcoholic and all that. Just very cookie cutter in that respect. And it's not the great, I watched, it was eight episode first season. I can't imagine they'll bring it back. And I don't think, I don't think a ton of people watched it, but the first two episodes were great. Like, that's all I've heard, you know, was how great they were. So I watched them and continued to watch the whole season but really just watch the first couple of episodes you might watch a few more but it doesn't i'll just tell you it doesn't get real great towards the end but those are some of the best hours of television and on prime was 
movie called Green Room from this past year that'll be in my top ten of the year probably. It's by uh, Jeremy Solnier is the director, and he did a movie called Blue Ruin, which it's, I really it's on love. Amazon Prime right now. Yes. Oh, I've been dying to see it that is, one. Oh, this guy that does a different color for each movie. I think well, I think he's got one that's gold, but no, okay. half of his movies don't have a color in it. But it's definitely yeah, it's got Patrick Stewart in it. Yeah, and it's yeah. got uh, the kid that died that was on Star Trek. Played the oh Sulu. no, no. He, he played Chekhov. Chekhov, I'm sorry. Anton Yelchin. Yes. He is, he's the star, basically. He's the main guy. But it, it's great. This, it was, this, it this great. is the, the movie that Patrick Stewart said that when he read the script for it, he was home alone and had to go outside and walk around his properties with a gun to make sure no one was there. Yeah. It was, it was so good. Basically the gist is they're a, like a punk band they're in there. Not having a lot of luck, they get a gig at uh, like a Nazi type bar, and something goes wrong, and you know chaos ensues. But it's graphic; lots of surprising things happen that just keep you glued and yeah, scared to death of what's happen next. I thought it was just fantastic. I was not expecting it to be that good, and I love, like I said, Blue Ruin was this other guy's big hit. I guess it's been on Netflix for a while. I highly recommend it. I love that movie. So do Captain Picard and Chekhov find the nuclear vessels? Excuse me, sir. Can you direct me to the naval base in Alameda? It's where they keep the nuclear vessels. Nuclear vessels. <laughs> I, I, I don't recall that. Anyway, it's... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Star Trek fan, so... Engage. <laughs> it was great. And also I've streamed Midnight Special by Jeff Nichols, was the director. He had, did Mud and Take Shelter. My name is Mud. He likes to work with uh, Michael, Sh- Michael Shannon was in it. He's a great actor and had uh, the guy playing Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. It was, it was good. It's a sci-fi movie. You know, and I like the way that guy makes movies. What's the name of it? Um, Midnight Special. It's not. It's not. Uh, I had to pay for it. Ah. But it was pretty good. wasn't as good as Green Room. I assume you finished Black Mirror, totally. Yes, I did. Saw you comment. Everybody should watch that one episode if you. Yeah, if you have ever said anything bad online towards anyone in a hateful manner. You need to go on Netflix and watch season three, episode six of the Black Mirror. And that episode had so much more punch because of all the stuff that came out around the election time. Like, cause that was the one episode that I just had not had time to get to. And I finally had some free time the other day and I pop, popped it in and I was like, wow. It was like that right there. It was so good. Any other streaming? Uh, the new trailer for Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. The new series coming to Netflix is out. Starring Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf. Hello, 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 children. I am Count Olaf, your new guardian. Do you know what this is? It looks like a list. Wrong! It's a list. A list of chores. We know you're just trying to steal our parents' fortune. We have to get out of this wretched place. Go back in the house. Where it's safer. And strangers can't get you. Strangers? 
Where? The Baudelaire children will be destroyed. What? Hmm? When the sand runs out, that fortune is mine. I didn't realize the sand went so quickly. I bought it online. You're going to need to flip it a couple of times. Was that who Jim Carrey was? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah same role. So that's out. And Patrick Warburton is playing Lemony Snicket in it. I know nothing about that. What is that? I, apparently, they're just doing a series starting with the book. Okay. I don't know if they're just stretching it out. This is a multi-book uh, episode by episode. I couldn't tell you. I I think I watched half of the Jim Carrey movie, but I saw it popped up today. I know it's a big series. I know it's been around for a Another while. property for them to put out. Yep. And I watched a documentary on Netflix about Ardman Animation. Hey, that's my cue. Huh? That's in my queue. Yeah. yeah, I haven't got around. I was to out at my brother's house, and they put it on before the kids went to bed, and it was tracing the you know the guys who did Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run, and kind of tracing their evolution from just these little claymation guys they'd had on a British sitcom, a British variety show, up through these big big budget movies. It was it was interesting. So okay, Star Wars. First off, I want to address, I don't think that's Obi-Wan. Everybody chill out. <laughs> the reason I was poking Michael in the theater is because I was saying that's the guy I thought was Obi-Wan. Who the heck is it? And he said, oh, I was looking at Darth Vader. <laughs> I was like, yeah, everybody tells me when I say, who is that supposed to be? Okay, so you were saying it's supposed to be Mads Mikkelsen's character. That's what Michael said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. That's what I was I looking at Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> And then, hey, you were here for the podcast. <laughs> well, come on, it's this is free for us to say whatever. <laughs> is this not the, new, the first new Star Wars movie with Darth Vader in it since, since Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like you see him walk out, and you're oh, like, I, I tell you, I, I looked at a couple of stills from uh, uh, the Yavin Four base from '77, and what they're showing in Rogue One, and I mean, they look identical. Like I'm pretty sure in one you can see old General. Uh, Dodonna from the, from 77. I'm pretty sure he's in the background. He's been there the whole entire time. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. And there was, there was all kinds of little stuff about the movie, but I'm kind of trying to avoid a lot of stuff. I don't want to yeah. be spoiled, but we saw that. Just keep staring at Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> don't take your eyes off Darth. I guess. Yeah. I saw something today online. It was like, will Darth Vader, use his sword. And I was like, first off, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> his sword. <laughs> Get it correct. And I don't want to know that, so don't tell me. I do feel like this is a different kind of Star Wars movie. Like, people will have – like, I'm sure everyone will still love it because it's Star Wars related, but I feel like it's a different kind of Star oh, Wars story. I mean, are they even going to have a crawl? Yes, I believe they, they are. are. Is I it going to say so. episode three and a half? It'll say a Star Wars story. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm asking. These are asking the hard questions. <laughs> I can't imagine a Star Wars actual movie not having the crawl. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Then, uh, and Car- Carrie Fisher came out and. I love you. I know. 
Final Ooh. Expos. Her and Harrison Ford had a big affair. Now we know what she was singing about back at the holiday special all those years ago on Wookiee Life Day. She was what, nineteen to his thirty-four years old? Is that right? I think he I'm was still trying to think about it. Yeah. Forty years ago, you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. That's before Star Wars came out. No. Yeah. Star Wars came out in seventy-seven. Okay. And now they're seventy-six. I was like, that doesn't work. <laughs> no wonder it wasn't a hit. Nobody even heard of Star Wars. Yeah, that movie was based on the Pearl oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now I got you. And Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones was just cast, and you know she's yeah. Mother Dragons. Mm-hmm. She was just cast to be in the Han Solo movie. Oh, I did not know that. And the burning question we all have to have is who she related to. <laughs> that's because all everybody's related. Yeah, whenever anyone, yeah, is she Donald Glover's sister? Um, I did see your, I, I shouldn't say I saw, I had heard someone talking about they had cast somebody as somebody else as the female lead in that movie. And people were kind of questioning because I believe she was African American and people were questioning, oh, is this going to be Han Solo's wife? Right. Because of course in the newer comics, he, we find out yeah. he was married to this other woman. So I don't know if they're going to take that and run with it or not have any original ideas of their own and. It's not, it wouldn't be African American. It would be like African cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a galaxy far, far away. Any more Star Wars? Okay. Movies. In a world, one man, one desire. A long time ago, in a land, in a time, coming this fall. They were young. Hold tight. They're back. He's back. They're all back. And this time, even funnier. And all the other movie trailer cliches. Mm-hmm. So the director left Deadpool. I didn't hear you guys talk about that. So was that that bother anybody? It scary? It was great. Nah, Cliff didn't even see it. Did I like, you see Deadpool? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just assuming eventually. Ryan Reynolds is going to direct it himself eventually if someone doesn't step up. I'm more concerned to what kind of facial hair he'll bring to this. What? Done. He's all scarred. Michael's got to keep it up. He's got to stay in tune with Ryan Reynolds. What will, what will Michael's 2018 look me? Mm-hmm. The world needs to know. <laughs> that is a secret. <laughs> Ronald P. Trent wins the presidency mm. in 2017. I think my 2018 look will be. Um, I think I'm just going to shave all my facial hair off, my head, my eyebrows, everything. Bull he will body. look like Deadpool. We'll just dip you in some acid or something. <laughs> Sweet. Dark Tower was delayed till summer. Boo! I was looking forward to that. We never talked about the trailer leak, did we? Nope. Did you see nope. it? You didn't see it. I don't think so. I don't remember it. How's that? Well, what happened? it had like. It had like Chinese subtitles. It was, it was not supposed, it was actually leaked. It wasn't one of these yeah. studio quote unquote leaks. 
<laughs> and it was it looked bad. Oh really? Yeah, it looked bad. Don't say it. <laughs> the whole thing focused on Jake. Okay. And it was like a young man growing up and learning he's special and he's bullied. What? It's like I said it was like Harry Potter. And what? like he, a young man on the, and then like he goes and finds this gunslinger to teach him how to be like You've got to be kidding. No, no yeah, way. That, I said you know they they cut trailers differently, like yeah, that could well, have been the trailer true, they run on Disney Channel for little kids to but like yeah, the gunslinger was barely in it. It was all about the kid finding his potential and growing up. That like, makes me feel. Yeah, it was pretty this, this is kind of a big deal. I, now I don't mind pushing till summer. I can push till summer 2020. Ugh. I did see something about Pacific Rim too. It's back on slate. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, they started it back up or whatever. So that's awesome. This what has, uh, Finn, they, they, what's his name? Guy that played Finn. In Star Wars. Yeah. What's his name? Boyega? Yeah, John, John Boyega. Boyega. He's in Pacific Rim 2, correct? I don't know. I believe so. Oh, he was in 1. I don't know if oh, he's going to be in was. 2. I don't remember. He was in 1. one. Yeah. Had Charlie Hunnam. I remember He him. was? I don't yeah. remember John Boyega in the first one. But Wait a minute. You say so. Who, what, he's not the guy that says, like, buckle Okay, that's what I was That was a different... <laughs> the gunslinger. That was a different gentleman. <laughs> You're getting your fine gentleman mixed up again. <laughs> The gunslinger. So Who that, are you talking about? John Boyega. Which is? He played Finn in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was completely off my rocker there for the umpteenth time. That's all right. Anyway, they had some name for it. I don't know. I thought you were tell us what it was because I don't know. For the new Pacific Rim. The first I one. could, but it'd be wrong anyway. So why? We'll make you, one. You like, were you a fan of Pacific Rim? Oh, I Rim? love Pacific Rim. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh, the, uh, we got the King Kong. Like speaking of giant yeah. monsters, like I haven't watched the trailer yet. A lot oh, of giant God. monsters. They look good. Like I, yeah, I'm, I, I didn't even watch the last Godzilla. Like Pacific Rim. I'm still right, salty over the last King bad. Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Just that that Kong Skull Island, I guess, yeah. is the new one. Like it, it looked very. That's very at the good. beginning of the year, maybe February or something. Mm-hmm. I've got. We're going to do an episode coming up here, at least for part of it, where I'm just going to go through and. We'll kind of express how excited we are about all the movies coming out next year. Remind us what we're looking at for the slate. So there's a lot of stuff coming out next year. A lot of kaiju in that movie. I saw they moved Incredibles 2. Up. 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 A year. A year. From. A year? Yes. Up. No, not up. The Incredibles. They moved, uh, Toy Story 4 back. Right. That's what, that's what you're losing to get Incredibles. Which I'm fine with. I'd rather see Incredibles. We've seen a lot of Toy Story. And only one Incredibles. That's right. And it was incredible. I want some more Edna mode. So that's still, so they moved it up a year and still not for, not till 2018, summer. That's gotta be in the super. Edna mode. (laughs) And. Beauty and the Beast trailer. Oh, tell us all about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't have that in my notes. The candlesticks talk, man. And they I did. I was like, what? Never saw that before. Candlesticks that talk? What kind of beast house is this? <laughs> uh, 127.6 million downloads in the first 24 hours. Beating out 50 Shades Darker and Star Wars The Fate The Force Awakens for all time most downloaded. Wow. 
I bet so, that trailer that I linked, linked to you guys did not get that many downloads. Is that Valerian or what is it? <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> be on next week's streaming. That, that movie that you're talking about. Yeah. What a Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff. And I know it's from Luke Besson that did Fifth Element. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And so it's got, it's really got a lot of Fifth Element to it, which is, that's cool. But man, it just seems like such a ride of coattails. It looks so good to me though. It it looks interesting. I don't know. It looks like it could easily be really bad. It's no Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It's definitely not any talking candles. But it said it was based off a graphic novel. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, I saw today where... I think it was like a French graphic novel from yeah. the 60s or something. Where uh, James Gunn said he had he had talked about some Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy that nobody has caught. Yet. Yeah, I've heard about this. And he he's just like, I'm just telling you, nobody, I've not heard anybody say anything about it. And... That it will, you know, be exposed in one of the future Marvel movies, you know, and you'll go back and be able to see that this was in there and everybody's calling him a liar at this point because they, they pour over these things like I watch Westworld and they're, they're like, so he, he made a, he put out a thing today, like, uh, betting a hundred thousand dollars or whatever that saying, you know, you can print this out or whatever. This is legally binding. You know, it's so obviously he's telling the truth or something. It's probably so small. Yeah, but thought that was interesting. And James Cameron is, you know, he's got all his Avatar craziness coming out, going to yep. consume our lives. Mm-hmm. I hate Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one thing positive, he is, he pushes technology and he is going for pushing us into glasses free 3D. How he's going to do it, nobody knows. Yeah. But he's, he, accomplishes a lot with you know hmm. he usually is a pioneer in the you know filmmaking and some that's what he's his goal is no glasses 3d all i've heard is people trying to do that so far the only way it works is you have to be setting in the perfect spot mm-hmm. for it to be able to do it without glasses like on a, a television that's 3d television they'll have some that are gla- glasses free but you have to it depend you have to be in that one yeah, seat right. in your living room Perfectly, yeah, yeah, because there's like different points on the screen that you have to see at certain angles. But anyway, you know, I mean, I'm I'm sure that they're going to figure this out eventually. So why not him? Why why Avatar though? China demands more blue people. (laughs) I wouldn't watch Avatar with glasses without glasses. (laughs) I don't care. Um, There's a new Fathom event coming out. We'll talk about those. 2016 Doctor Who Christmas special, which is going to be called The Return of Doctor Mysterio. And that's coming out two nights, Tuesday, December 27th, and Thursday, December 29th. Ain't got no dialects? Dialects. (laughs) Exterminate! (laughs) He couldn't resist. (laughs) It's like we're just baiting him in. I watched a movie the other day at the theater, Arrival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Was it as good as you thought it would be? Uh, I had high hopes. Like I've been formulating my top 100 movies of all time. I was like, this is this could possibly, if I ever think there's going to be one that could crack it. What? You, you've been formulating your top 100 movies, favorite movies. Okay. It is 
taken a lot. <laughs> because I've seen a, bazillion, a lot of movies. bazillion movies, and I'll tell you, in the past few months, I have rewatched a ton of movies mm-hmm. just to try to you know yeah. rank them. It's one thing to remember them, but then was this I had really trouble with fifty-two modern superhero movies. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get through that. Well, yeah, I didn't. How many Captain America movies? Are I can't expose anything. Oh, okay. Trust me, I've been grilled. But and I'm gonna do it really annoyingly too. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one out a day for three months. Three or, you know. Remind me who's demanding this list? Oh, uh, clamoring is the word you're looking for. Who is it? That's just it. No one will want it, and then they won't they won't be able to stand waiting until the next day to see what's next. I'm gonna constantly remind them this is not your list because they'll hate everything I put up there. So the answer to that was it was good, but not as good as you Remi- thought. What is be. remind us what Arrival? Okay, is. Arrival has Amy Adams and mm-hmm. Hawkeye, <laughs> and so Lois Lane and Hawkeye getting a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, uh, Force Whitaker um, with the guy from Star Wars, yeah, Saul Guerrero. Yeah. Anyway, basically, it, it's a sci a serious sci fi movie, like. I, I keep waiting for a serious sci-fi movie though that stays the course, like, like just con- really strictly. Well, like Contact, would you yes. consider that? Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, feels a little dated. Contact yeah, does, but that is exactly what we're talking. That's what about this reminded me of from I the did trailer. Not like that movie. No, I love yeah, that. It movie. doesn't. Like I said, I don't feel like it holds up. But. I don't want a movie with math in it. <laughs> well, I think at the time when Contact came out. Other than the the big reveal at the end, like I really enjoyed that movie. Well, this is the guy, this director, Denny Villeneuve, did Sicario, which was in my top ten last year. It, that's just a gorgeous movie. Hey, you guys don't make lists. Have like his own awards podcast at the end of the year. Get ready, the Pooh Boss. That's right. That's right. He did Enemy Live from Hollywood in the bunker. It's the fourth annual Poobah Award. <laughs> Anybody see any of these movies? Sicario? Nope. nope. Enemy? Nope. nope. Prisoner? Nope. <laughs> you guys don't like movies. <laughs> anyway, this is the guy that's going to be doing the new Blade Runner. 2049 is the title mm-hmm. of it. Anyway, I, I like the director. This, anyway, this movie was good. It was a lot, it was very, it, I, I hate to describe it as slow. It was, you know, it was a sci-fi movie. It plotted along. You learned a little bit as you went on. And there, the thing was, there's she's a, the linguist. She's the, yeah, she's the language expert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jeremy Renner's the theoretical physicist. And, you know, science and language, and they have to try to figure out what, the aliens are saying, communicate with them. Kind of like, <laughs> figure out what Michael's saying. <laughs> it's kind of like Independence Day. Or, uh, oh, there's it, a movie I've it seen. It was like Independence Day in the fact that there was, well, there was ships all over the, the earth. I mean, the new one was a resurgence or whatever. Oh, I didn't see that one. I mean, no they were trying that. to figure out what the aliens were saying to in that one. It wasn't nearly as, I, I, it was not nearly as good. But, Did it have math in it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, oh, it had a twist to it, Ooh, a twist. of course. And honestly, I, I'm gonna blame. I'm, I'm gonna give him a little credit, and I, the fact that I am so, my senses are so keen right now from watching Westworld <laughs> that I, I figured it out way too early. <laughs> 
I'm telling you. I've, ta- I've, I've talked and read things about people watching this movie, and I'm just like, I knew it at this point what was going on, and it was way earlier than other people. I felt like I wished I hadn't because it, it kind of, at the end, it really, everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's what was going on the whole time, that type of twist to it. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd had that feeling. Threw your popcorn in the air and like, come on, people! Oh, I don't eat popcorn. Don't you watch Westworld. I don't eat popcorn in this theater. I hate you animals sitting around me <laughs> chomping popcorn. Watching Independence Day with Will Smith. I recommend it as far as like rent it when it comes out. Yeah. I really like Amy Adams. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> Good lord. I, she, she, I don't. I love Amy Adams like Cliff loves Matt. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hate her. That you know, she's fine in things like, but this is yes, the best is. I've seen her as far as she carries. Seen the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what you're basing. No, she. Uh, I, I, I see a snub coming up in the next poopot. Yeah. yeah she, no, she really did a great job. Like she carried the movie. She was most of the movie, mm-hmm. and she did a fantastic job. So this is probably the best thing I've ever, ever seen her in. And that's all I got. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. The uh, new their big trailer is going to debut with Rogue One. I've been watching. Keep checking the website, and I have not seen yet where they're selling tickets early for opening night. Because I'm getting some, I'm going to yeah. go. Because I'm I work that weekend. I want to watch mm-hmm. it that Thursday night. Assuming that's when it's going to come out. I'm sure it will. And they you, they had them up by now for episode seven. Hmm. For sale, so I don't know what to take it so long. I really think Rogue One's going to be maybe quite a bit better than The Force Awakens. I really like The Force Awakens, but I don't know. I'm really excited about Rogue One. I guess I don't have my hopes as high as you on that. I'm all about that original trilogy. Yeah. This is not one of the original trilogy. <laughs> but it could be. It wishes it was. <laughs> it's sandwiched in between. Um, Comics. Ooh. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> Big comic book news for comic book creators across the United States of America. Will they come to your convention or not? Find out. I don't know. That's... <laughs> There's a bunch of comic book creators that have boycotted uh, certain states that uh, voted, red states, yes, that voted for Trump. Uh, and there's actually kind of a comic creator war going on Facebook of people, a lot of backlash back and forth of why they won't go, why they are. I mean, it's it, this election has affected everything and everyone everywhere. Well, it's funny. The only way I actually knew about this was our. Uh Friend of show Larry Hama had uh, <laughs> your imaginary friend of the show. <laughs> I'm actually friends with him on Facebook, and he had posted something about it, and he basically just said he wasn't affiliated with anyone, and he wasn't going to a lot of uh, uh, conventions because he didn't want to pay his own way. Okay, I got to interrupt. We got breaking comment here on Facebook. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, I tell you that one, one guy said. You know, you you called out for us to talk about subjects tonight, and 
Yeah, yeah I just ask, hey, does anybody have a subject they want to hear about? Eric Robinson said, I, I heard there's some new Western-type show on HBO. Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jason Teasley just commented and said, yes, more Westworld with four exclamation points. But listen, I like this. He's like, I have yet to watch, yet am so entrenched in Seth commentary. <laughs> Hey, the world demands it. <laughs> All right, sweet. Right, what's what's the, okay? Well, more Westworld. We're going to preview this week's episode <laughs> from the trailer from the top. Uh, that just cracked me up. Go on with what you're talking. I don't even know what I was uh, talking about. Well, oh, Larry Hama. Yeah, that was it. Okay. <laughs> friend of well, I'm a, I'm friends on Facebook with a few more comic creators, but uh, but not friends of show who yes. we may one day do our podcast. That's right. Uh, but, uh, let's see if I get his name right. Uh, her, 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 uh see? That's it. <laughs> you guys make my me nervous now. Artist. Every time, like in my head, I know it's completely normal, but as soon as it graces from my lips to this microphone, I'm going to screw it up. Herberto Ramos. Yeah. Is that right? Humberto. Humberto Ramos. Yes. Thank you. Um, is it graces from your lips? He's, <laughs> Herberto. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a big fan of his work, and I've loved his art style uh, for years. But uh, he's one of the comic book creators. I think he lives in – I want to say – I'm thinking they said Mexico City. I don't know if that's right or, or if he lives in – but anyway, he was afraid to travel over because of all the stuff that he's been seeing. And he actually – like there were some creators that like kind of like were bullying him. And so it's very sad that even – you know, in the comic world of we're creating comic books for the of superheroes, that this all the stuff has come out. So, I, I met Mister Ramos at a con one time, and it was would have been Ohio, so it's not, we're now a red state. So, I guess for the next four years we won't get to see him. <laughs> Any other comic news? Uh, a graphic novel won the National Book Award. Yeah, I saw you posted about John that. Lewis, Congressman. From Alabama, his, the, the, his memoir about the civil rights called March, and it's broken up into three volumes, and the third volume just came out, and it won, like, you know, this is like the Oscars or the poobahs of the, you know, literature community. And they it's ranked it. like that, I guess. Oscars, then poobahs, and I don't know what's higher than that, but. <laughs> but it's, you know, they have different categories, and this was like, you know, National Book Award for youth literature or something like that, and it's the first, Graphic novel ever to win. Nah, have one, you read so. this? I've seen it. I've read the first volume, but I haven't read the rest yet. And it's, it's very good. It's very powerful. It's his, because he said when he was a kid on his acceptance speech, don't, don't watch it without Kleenexes around. But he's talking about as a kid, he couldn't even get a library card because it was for whites only. And he was talking about, you know, wanting to read all the time. And back in the, what would have been the late fifties, they published a comic book about Martin Luther King. And peaceful protesting. And it's one of the things that it was like a learning tool they would give to new recruits. And so he, he always thought, he always held comic books in high regard because it was a way to teach kids, you know, important lessons. So he wanted, you know, when he was telling his life story, he thought a comic book was a great way to do it. And yeah, the book, it basically starts in the modern day at President Obama's inauguration. And he's talking to a young kid there watching this, and he basically tells him his life story. So it flashes back to, you know, the, the bridge in Selma and the, all the, 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 the lunch, uh, the lunch counter sit-ins and all that stuff. And it's, it's, it's very good, yeah. 
Drop for this one. I don't know that. That. That's the best one. Again, Read some books. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to books. With your ears, Kroger's Bucky. Just summed up his whole week in one little tune. Um, I know Seth has talked about Ready Player One before, but I could. Not get enough of listening to this book. Um, it was like 23 hours. I think the, the audible version of it was narrated by the, uh, great Will Wheaton. And it was incredible. Like it, it's, I want to make everyone, like I want to force everyone to read or listen to this book that has I any. Know Cliff has, there's no pictures. He hasn't read it. You, I've asked before. You I want to. It's on my, Short list of whenever I have time, but yeah. Well, I have. Not, you're more than welcome to borrow copy. It's, I've not read it, but I have listened to a podcast review of. Oh, really? A while ago. It's really good. I mean, it's a lot of '80s nostalgia. And like I said, I always bring this up. It was a great experience of reading that book. I read it, and then I just had a piece of paper stuck in the book as my bookmark. And as I went through every '80s reference, I wrote on that bookmark. Every movie, song, video game, anything. And then when I was done reading, for the next like two months, I introduced all that into my son's life. Mm-hmm. We watched those movies. We listened to those songs in the car. We read, you know, went online. I showed him these video games. He had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and then when I knew he knew every reference, I gave him the book. And he, he would come to me. He's like, what did you do? <laughs> he, was, he loved it. Loved it. It was just so great to be able to, cause awesome. I wanted to share it with him. I wanted, cause I just enjoyed it so much. There was no way to convey to him yeah, that without, without doing all the work, it was worth every moment. Besides getting to watch all those movies again and stuff. I think Seth is building toward becoming like somebody in charge of like Westworld. <laughs> he loves manipulating things. Uh, watch and, like, my building, marionettes dance. You're building worlds and creating stories. <laughs> But the one thing I will say about the book is it is very descriptive when it comes to describing everything that's going on in the book. Sometimes it goes on – to me, it went on a little bit too long on describing some of the things that were going on. But, I mean, I completely understand why they were doing that. But well, Give us a short spoiler-free synopsis of you know, what is it even about. Please. I can't wait. <laughs> It's, I didn't mean that for that to be a trap. I just I don't know what I don't know what to look <laughs> It's like you take uh, Steve. Like it's in the future, and a character like Steve Jobs had um, created this big online virtual reality gaming that like called, called the Oasis. Yeah, called the Oasis that took over everything. Like 
you it's basically just how I've talked about the future of us being in these crummy little apartments where everyone just logged online to go into virtual reality and spent all their so much better in there. Yeah. No, I was just wondering when he has talked about that. Yeah. I've talked about it's a million it dollar times. idea. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so this this guy that created all this, he had a partner um, but when Arnold, but Arnold, yes. <laughs> but when he died, he had no one to leave his mass fortune to. And you're talking like one of the richest men on the planet, if not the richest. So he, cre- he, before he died, he created this game online and had this Easter egg. And if you found it, you would basically get rewarded his fortune. Now this egg. Is, is yeah, that's good. That's like an Easter. That's don't overdo yeah. it. That's good. Yeah, that's don't good. overdo it. Yeah. That's that's plenty. Uh, that's he's not spoiling. Anything. You find that out very quickly in the book that that is the gist. And and there's a movie in the works. Yeah, right? well, Steven Spielberg yeah. is doing. Okay. I would love to know how they're going to pull that off. Well, I, he he. If anybody could, I mean, that's right up mm-hmm. his alley. Yep. You know, so yeah, I can't wait for that. I think it's not for another year and a but half. But if anyone, any geeky nerdy. Dorky, like if you had anything in the eighties that you love, it's in there. It's a good place to stop, guys. As always, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. That's whiplash. I just get whiplash in this every time. We just fly from thing to thing and then bam, it's over. It's like we've just hit the wall. I'm just getting warmed up. Boom. Airbags have deployed. I'm just I gotta go. Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Grand Poopa. Bye. And Cliff, where can they find us? Oh, <laughs> it's a little late. <laughs> it's never it's never too late. Oh plugs. www.udownwithkpp.com or at the Kapow Podcast on the Twitter. And we'll see you next year for the annual Pooh Award. <laughs> Kapow, the pop culture podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. My name is Mud. He likes to work with uh, Michael There he is. I want some more Edna Mode. Exterminate! <laughs> he couldn't resist. <laughs> Friend of show, Larry Hama. Let's see if I get his name right. Uh, her, 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 uh, see? That's it! <laughs> Umberto Ramos. And they rank like that. I guess Oscars, <laughs> then Pooh Balls, and I don't know what's higher than that. But. Get some books. Here's <laughs> Kroger's and Bucky's. <laughs>